This episode is brought to you by Kitcaster. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. Kitcaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. Hey there, you are listening to the Dream Big and Kick-Ass Podcast. I'm Mandy, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. If you want encouragement, inspiration, support, empowerment, then join me as we talk about finding and following your purpose, overcoming adversity, and living out our dreams. If you believe life's too short to be caught up in insecurities, fear, and feeling defeated, then let's hang out in the Dream Big and Kick-Ass podcast. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. I am super excited to introduce you to my next guest. I've met her through an online summit, and it was super, super fun and super uh, informative. And I'm going to introduce you to Barb Pritchard, who is a brand plus web, plus course designer for businesses with soul, helping them raise their vibe through purposeful design. Barb is a believer in the magic of marrying empathy with strategy to create an impactful and remarkable coaching business that attracts clients on autopilot. With over 20 years of experience, her passion is empowering coaches and heart-centered entrepreneurs to feel more fulfilled within their businesses and make a bigger bigger impact by helping more people through proven strategies in brand, web design, and online course creation. So, Barb, how are you doing today? Tell us Hello. a little bit more about you and your business. Hi, Mandy. I, I'm so glad to be here with you. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, I'm doing well. So, I, am, I have Infinity Brand Design, and basically, I have been just, I feel like a big cult to serve spiritual entrepreneurs, businesses with soul, coaches, and all that good stuff, because I just want to help. I just want to help. You know, I see so many people struggling with tech, with web stuff, with just anything that is, I mean, it's kind of outside of their zone of genius, if it's like brand related and just kind of getting their business off the ground. And it it just, I feel like that's what I was called to do. Cause I've worked with fortune 100, fortune 500 clients for a long time, uh-huh. <laughs> a long time. So I picked up a bunch of cool skills and tricks and, and strategies working through them. But for myself, it wasn't fulfilling. Right. So I did stuff on the side, like, you know, it's kind of mood lighting, doing some freelance work and helping purposeful businesses kind of help them get their website going and, and get, you know, out there. And yeah. wow, that felt so aligned. And recently I just, I just made the leap took the full like yeah. plunge into like, let's go full time with, with helping soul based or spiritual based businesses get their goods awesome. out there in the world so they can help more people. Okay. So you, you're telling me then you're, you quit your corporate or whatever it was that you had your full-time job. And now you jumped totally into your entrepreneurial I'm awesome, awesomeness. Awesome. When did you do that? <laughs> Gosh, that was, it was actually kind of like out of my control a bit. So it was pretty recently with 2020 with, yeah, with, with the pandemic getting laid off and just kind of losing that, you know, income coming in. It was like, yeah, here we are. I'm, I'm ready. I'm chomping at the bit. So let's go. (laughs) So you were ready for that then you weren't like freaked out or anything. 
Not at all. My husband, That's great. Um, I, I wish I could see myself the way my husband sees me and believes yeah. in me and my abilities. And it's like, he's like, let's do it. You've got this. Let's, let's all, let's go all in. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so glad you have that support. That makes, that makes a big, huge difference. So, okay. So talk about the, more specifically about your, the services that you offer. So my passion is for really for web design and kind of along with that goes with sales page design. And then, then you kind of need to know sales funnels. So I kind of love like dabbling in um, really web design and sales page goodness, because back way back when, let me just get my Walker and my prune juice out. If you'll excuse me (laughs) (laughs) way back when high school. And I learned all about like, Ooh, there's this new thing called the interwebs and you can do stuff for it. So you can basically take this information and you can turn it into kind of like an art form. And, and I was like, this is it. This is my calling. I'm, I'm, I'm in, this is what I want to do with my life. So web design really has been just like, it excites me with every every client that I get, every website that I build, whether it's for myself or for a client or whatever. And to be able to sit back and see the transformation that their businesses receive from that, it's it's like, oh, I helped with that. That is so cool. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> it still kind of gets me in like in the feels because I'm like, yeah, I, I don't. I'm just I'm just doing what I love. But you're just doing what you love to do, and it's yes. exciting for you. And then it's even better whenever you can see that's, how it benefits yeah. other people. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's the beautiful part is because I, I really, my passion is to meet my clients where they are. So my services range from done for you, where you just basically show up and I pick your brain. And then I take all that gold, that goodness and the gold that we mine from that. And I'll create your website for you. I'll do the copy and all that good stuff, even the branding. Yeah. Or maybe you want something a little bit more, you want mostly done for you, but this was kind of like a done with you type of thing where you provide me all the information that I need. I do a guided walkthrough on all of this stuff uh-huh. and all the information that I'll need. And then just snap of the finger. <laughs> I wish it were like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and then I put all that together for you. So basically you don't have to mess with the tech and that's where, where my DIY services go to as well. So maybe you, Maybe you have a passion for DIY. Maybe you enjoy that kind of thing, but the tech really frustrates you or paralyzes you. And that that's where it really breaks my heart. Yeah. So I will provide all this information. Like you give me all of this, I'll set it up for you. And then I'll teach you how to, you know, implement every bit of it. And that goes for my like sales page services, my online course setup services. Like I will take the tech off your plate so you can just hit the ground running and go. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. So talk about the talk about the empathy part. What is what is it about that that is super important to you and how does it play out in your working with your clients? Right on. That's a good question cuz so I'm a UX designer by trade. I kind of morphed uh, that's a user experience designer for those okay. who don't don't know what that is. And basically with user experience design, it's all about getting in the mind, walking in the shoes of the user. And typically in like the corporate world, what that really means is, you know, you're focusing that on like apps, like mobile apps or whatever, Uh and then websites. So you're basically trying to make that website as easy peasy to use for your visitors as possible, as intuitive as possible. Well, while working with like on on the side hustle for a while, I learned that empathy really can go a long way towards 
every part of the experience. So I call myself a user experience designer, but I kind of feel like I'm more like a client experience designer because every touch point within your business, you can apply empathy. The key is to really get in their mind and really understand who it is you serve. And and I really feel like that is, so I'm a rebel at heart. And I, I know we hear, <laughs> we hear a lot about niching down or niching down, however people want to say it. Right. And, oh man, I, I kicked and screamed at that for a long time because no, no, I just, it's, no. it's hard. It's hard. It it's is. been hard for me to do that as well. It really is. It's a challenge, but smackety jackety when you get in there <laughs> and you kind of like, nope, I'm going to choose my one person. Yeah. That's where, that's where everything else just like dominoes, everything else just kind of falls into place and you can really get inside of their head and you can find out the words that they use to define their problem. Right. Define if they're either either problem aware or solution aware. Do they know what they need? They just know they have this problem or whatever. And then you can also just really kind of find out what is their big pie in the sky dream look like? And then how can you help, you know, solve that dream? It's right. They're really the the gold mine is there. And then you can even like you, so you're using their words that they speak. You can then use with attributes that you kind of pull of, of that particular one, one person, you know, you can pull some imagery that really just, it moves them. It speaks to their soul. It's like, you get me. Yeah. And then you've created an instant connection with your, with your branding. Like, and that's, that's more than just your logo. It's like every touch point that your client has with you and your business that can transform like even the services you offer and the experiences you offer with those services. It's really, it's really once I figured out, it was like empathy is the key. It's like, felt like the matrix. I took the, the pill, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no going back. <laughs> okay. So talking about, I'm kind of veering off of our guide, oh, cool. guided questions here. Talking about the whole um, niching down. Did you, did, was there just a process of that for you? Did it like just evolve over time little by little or did it, did just something hit you one day and go, Oh, this is, this is my niche. This is right here. This is where I need to be. Yeah. So I feel like for the longest time I've, I've been drawn towards purpose driven businesses. Yes. Just, you know, if like they that. have, yeah. I mean, if they've got a passion for something or whatever that I can rally behind, I feel like I'm a cheerleader at heart. So yeah. I'm like, I want to cheer them on. I want to help them. And, and I mean, like really rally behind them. Yeah. Kind of go for the underdog or, or whatever, you know, just, just cheer them on. And then 2020 hit. So I felt like, and I'm sure a lot of us can probably identify with this. It's like, I felt like I was searching for something a little mm-hmm. bit more, just didn't know what it was. And I've always been an intuitive person or so I felt, but I've also felt like with kind of like with society, you kind of feel like you have to be a muted version of that. So I don't know what I just kind of things. I feel like everything happens for a reason. And I ran across my beautiful friend, Robin Finney, who has an intro to Oracle card course. And I was like, that's it. I need to take this. So I started learning about Oracle cards and how to use them in my business. And Uh I really was like spiritual entrepreneurs and I'm getting the goosebumps just talking about it right now. <laughs> I was like walking in my woo woo, if you will, yeah. is like, yeah. it's like, it feels so right. And there's so many other spiritual entrepreneurs that are, that maybe they, you know, sell spirituality or, or whatever it is, or maybe they just employ it within their business, but maybe they don't necessarily outwardly face that, you know, it's, that's been something quite something to connect with spiritual entrepreneurs that, 
I just feel like I found my people. I found people who get me and I just, I get them. And it's just like instant connection. And that, that is what a niche is all about is that instant connection. You talk the talk, you walk their walk, you know what they're going through. And man, that is powerful stuff. So I think for me to find that for myself, it was, it was something, and I've kind of figured something a little bit of a trick out to help others. And, and I'd be curious to see if this would help others. I don't know, but yeah, just kind of like closing your eyes and imagining who is there. What is the happiest moment that you've had in your business where a client's involved? The very first one that comes up, listen to the intuition and, and then look at that and look at that uh, client. What is it about right. that client that really resonated with you? What personality traits, what attributes do they have? Is it their purpose? You know, their why that mm-hmm. really motivates you. And for me, I think I just, I, you know, want to serve and want to be happy too. And because if you're not looking forward to getting out of bed in the morning to serve yeah. your clients, then what the heck are you doing it for? Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what the heck are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. Those were questions that, that I had to ask myself about a year ago. And because yes. I taught for 15 years and oh, bless you. I was miserable. And I just kept every year, I was just like, okay, maybe, maybe this year will be better. Maybe this year yeah. I'll try, I'll change this. I'll try this. I'll try that. And it just did not get better for me. Like I just couldn't, I, I had colleagues that would still say, like, yeah, it's hard. It's tough. But I still love my job, you know, but I I couldn't say that. And I yeah. felt badly that I couldn't say that. And I was like, I don't want to live the rest of my life doing something that I don't love, you know, exactly. And, and I can't it can't be like helping the people around me if I'm miserable, you know, so yes, yeah, yeah exactly. So I, it's like you, you have to be all in for that transformation to happen for, yeah. you know, your students, your clients, even that can, you know, translate all across the board. Yes. So, yeah, that resonates. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> sure. All right. You sort of touched on this a little bit, but what is the what's the main reason that you started your business? Ultimately feeling unfulfilled. Just I was it was cool to see the bottom line moving for these Fortune 100, 500 clients that I'm working with and in in the corporate world and you know, all that kind of stuff. It was great. But it just didn't it didn't hit me in the feels. And I'm a I'm a pretty passionate person. I'm a Scorpio. So I'm like, I'm all in (laughs) either. It's all in or nothing for me. And it was just, I wanted to serve. I wanted help. I still feel like I'm a little five-year-old girl. Like I just want to help mom, you know? So I don't know. I just kind of branched out and um, ran across some people that needed some help with their business websites. And, you know, like my, one of my favorite ones is my, is my client. That's a cat only veterinarian. And I am a cat mom and just kind of happened upon him. Yeah. And it wasn't by choice. My cat just turned me into a cat mom. <laughs> it just kind of happened. I was adopted by a cat. Yeah, and, by a cat. and I don't know. It was just like seeing the transformation, even within their, their, their business that they, that I was able to help with them. I mean, like create efficiencies that didn't necessarily see, search and search out. I can't even talk okay. search and seek out for, you know, right. like for example, like, they were, so they're, they're a practice that they used to what they do. Would, they would have clients show up about 15, 20 minutes early, fill out the paperwork for the cat and them, you know, know who the cat belongs to and all that good stuff. Yeah. But it would, I mean, that's time. Time is precious, right? Yeah. Especially if your yeah. fur baby is really sick. That's exactly. Scary. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, 
let's put these forums online. Let's figure out a way to put these forums online, kind of like a choose your own adventure type of thing for this, for this bet. And <laughs> the feedback I got was, this is amazing. This is great. But I'm getting too many forms at this point. It's like, that's good. You need to, you're growing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need that's to a good problem people. to have. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Yeah. I'm, I was a doggy fur baby for nine years, not fur baby, fur baby mama. There mm-hmm. we go. For nine years until she got sick. And I, I just can't, I can't do, I can't do it again. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I don't want to do that you again. Know, we I have, feel you. yeah, we've acquired, we've acquired a cat because he, his name is Lucky, and he is very lucky to be in this house because John really, really takes care of him really, really well. He's kind of a butt, <laughs> but he's, I don't know, he's getting better. We kind of have a love, love-hate relationship. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a cat. So, yeah, it's a cat. All right, we pretty much talked about your target audience. Is there anything else that you want to ta- say about, because you've talked about purpose-driven businesses and... So what have you learned in your business that would be helpful to other, to listeners that want to start their business or are in the middle of their business going, oh my gosh, what am I doing or whatever? What, what can you tell them what to do, what not to do, things like that? Yeah, great question. I really feel like you feel like you need to be authentically you. And, and I, we may hear this all over the place, but it just, I feel that one in my soul. It's like, do not filter yourself, show up that is show up in a way that's natural for you and you'll attract your people. It's, it's like, right. And it's amazing when that happens because it's kind of like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting all these friend requests and wait a minute. They're, they're all my people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's happening. The universe is aligning with me. And right. I, yeah. But that's the thing. That's, that's just, you know, you show up exactly as you are. You don't have to fake it till you make it. You can be you and just kind of get in the groove. And, and that's kind of what it, feels like is like all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's easier now. I feel like just kind of not floating along aimlessly, but just kind of like, yeah, I feel like this is it. I'm in the groove. Right. Yeah. So authenticity gets thrown around that word gets thrown around a lot, especially in the online entrepreneur world, I think, but, but it's really true. It's like when you can just, and who wants to be somebody else anyway? Why, why do you want to, it's so hard to try to like, okay, am I doing this right or doing that right? Or what if I did it like this person or that person? Or what if people don't like that? You can, you waste so much energy trying Mm -hmm. to be like somebody else or trying to do things like somebody else. And even when we're trying to be authentically ourselves, I still find myself like, I have to stop and go now, wait a minute, Mandy, is this really you? Is this how you would do things? Is this how you're rolling? Or is this something that you've kind of picked up from somebody else and it's just not really working for you, you know? Yeah. So you kind of have to really kind of be a good self-evaluator and assess things and make sure that you are allowing yourself to be you. And sometimes it's, it's that you have for so long tried to do things other people's ways that you don't know what your own way is. And so you have to spend some time with yourself and, you know, loving on yourself a little bit to, to figure that out and to, f- to figure yeah. out what, what you're good at and what you love doing and what your passions are and how you, you know, what do you like to wear? And are you wearing things just because it looks good for other people? Or are you wearing things because it's, it's a soft t-shirt like we were talking about exactly. earlier. It's like our, <laughs> our favorite soft t-shirts from our, our free one from convert kit. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. So Yeah. It's Absolutely. It's authenticity, like, it's, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's like you really have to be familiar with yourself because again, it's like what are you what are you doing this for? Because you know, I mean, yeah, you want to make money, you want to you want to you know feed your family, you want to put cat food on the table for your kitties, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> feed your hangry husband, you know, <laughs> right? But if you know, you really have to be familiar with who it is that you are. What do you love? And just kind of do a little bit of soul searching and kind of going, you know what? I like this. I don't like that. And sometimes it takes a little bit of experimenting to figure it out. Sure. I am. I was the goth kid in high school. So fitting into a mold was not my thing. And honestly, (laughs) it never has been. So (laughs) I feel like I don't know how to be anybody else but myself. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, It's just kind of like, I love, I always challenged authority, my poor parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's your but creative mind. That's what Exactly. That <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing is like my mom was so wonderful and my dad too. I mean, they were just like, they, I don't know if they knew how to rein me in or anything like that, but they understood that it was imagination just, just running wild and free. And it was great. They let me, you know, create and learn. And yeah. so I was, my mom like put me in a bunch of art classes and That's fine good. art stuff and competitions and all that kind of stuff. So I had that fine art training and it was, it really, really helped to just kind of, I don't know, just, yeah, it was really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> it well, just that's really kind of moved me. Yeah. So yeah. be, be authentically you and, yeah. and like for real, don't, don't filter yourself. That's, right. that's my biggest thing is just be you because you don't yeah. know how to be anybody else. And you know that creative piece when we're talking about creativity, mm-hmm. um, creativity looks differently for other people, for, you know, everybody and your creative mind might be the numbers game. You know, maybe yes. you are creative in spreadsheets and things like that, or maybe you're creative in design or like you said, you know, drawing or painting or sculpting or whatever, but creativity takes all kinds of forms. So, yeah. and I hate that, you know, as teacher for 15 years we are normally creative type people and I felt like all that creativity was just being was just being harnessed and like like boxed in Mm. and that's that's dangerous I think I think that's just really dangerous to get into that that mode and because there again you're trying to fit people in certain molds and you're trying to do, I mean, they were doing that to the teachers They're doing, and then we have to do that to the students and it's just not yeah. healthy, I don't think. And so, yeah, creativity. I am learning to get back in touch with that portion of my myself <laughs> and allow, allowing myself to explore different things and, and yeah. um, be more creative and, and even, you know, creativity comes in the form of, of writing too. I mean, mm-hmm. you come up with ideas for you know, your copy on your website or, or just a, or a book or whatever. So yeah, I like to encourage people to tap into your creativity, allow yourself to remember Play. back when you were a kid, you know, yes. remember yeah. back when you were a kid, when you were able to, you know, your parents were like, Oh yeah, draw out of the lines, whatever. It's okay. Whatever, you know, and just do all the fun things and yes. allow that to expand your I don't know, expand your authenticity, <laughs> expand right. everything right. about you. Yeah. And just kind of get, get in touch with that. It, I yeah. think that play, play and imagination is so important. Even as yeah. an adult, it's like my friends and I, and my husband, we all like get together and we're super nerds. Okay. So just brace <laughs> yourself. <laughs> so we're super nerds and we play Dungeons and Dragons. And my, my boyfriend, he's, he plays us and he hasn't played in a long time, but he plays. I have to say, I just don't, I don't get it. 
I like sat in, maybe if I were to like engage a little bit more, but I sat in on a session one time and I was just like, what? <laughs> did you play? Did you, but did you have a character I did not in front of you? play, but I was okay. like, I'd rather be like outside on a, you know, hiking trip or something <laughs> like that rather than inside. I don't know. And I'm not dogging it. I'm just, no. I know he absolutely, he enjoys it. And it's not oh. for everybody. It's not for <laughs> it's everybody, not. but it's like, it's like, Oh cool. I get to be this other person and like, kind of look at it. It's, it's almost, it's, here we go back to empathy. It's almost like jumping into another person's persona and just kind of living out. Well, I say life, but as yeah. they do, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's really an exercise in empathy for me that I kind of just put two and two together there. It's kind of interesting, but it's, <laughs> It's just, it's, it's imagination at play and yeah. get to be super silly or whatever, you know, whatever. So much yeah. Fun. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> what is, what's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur and what do you love the most about it? Oh gosh. The hardest thing is just overcoming those fears. So for the longest time, I didn't realize that you can control your thoughts. That was like, yeah, I had no idea. And that was probably something, I don't know when I learned that probably about 10 years ago or so, but we yeah. honed that in this year and it's kind of, it feels good to know that feeling those feelings, those fears, those doubts, it's natural. It's normal. We all go through that. Even those massive, huge gurus that we all like listen to or yeah. have heard of at minimum, you know, they go through that too. And it's completely normal. And it was kind of like, Oh Okay. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an imposter. Although imposter syndrome is totally normal too. It's totally. Yeah. And it's totally a thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's part of the fear that comes with it. You yeah. know, and I don't know. I, I'm, I think kind of leaning into my intuition and in tapping into Oracle cards and that kind of good stuff. I think that's uh-huh. also helped me to really pluck those fears out and just kind of go, no, I hear you. Yeah, I get it. You're there. You're just, I'm going to put you in the trunk. You're going in the trunk, not in the back seat. I don't want you up here with me. You're not going to drive this vehicle to success. So, right. (laughs) And I think what I, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. ahead. I I was just thinking about the book that I had finished reading. I don't know, a few weeks ago, about feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm, And it's just like that, you know, yeah, you're going to feel the fear. You're going to, you're going to experience some fear, but it doesn't mean that you have to, like you said, you don't have to let it drive. Yeah. And it's okay to like, just, I don't know. Some people are like, well, I'm just so afraid all the time about this or that or afraid I'm going to fail, afraid I'm going to do something stupid or say something stupid or whatever. We all, like you said, we all have those types of fears, but you cannot yeah. allow those things to overcome your thinking. And mm-hmm. you have to, you have to like on purpose say no. And even out loud, like, nope. You know, I feel that fear and I know it's rolling through my head, but I've, nope, I'm going to take it captive. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be dwelling on that. I'm going to think on other things that are good and positive and uplifting mm-hmm. and uh, helpful and something that's going to move me forward instead of something that's going to paralyze me. So 100%. Yeah. And those fears can totally, totally be paralyzing because, because then I, I, I kind of feel like something I started kind of doing is a little bit of self talk. It's like, what if you succeed? Right. Oh, I mean, it's like, oh, well, then that that may bring more fear. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? If that's okay. It's like it's it's normal, but don't don't let it drive. Don't let it sit in that driver's seat because if it does, yeah. 
I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to make the progress that you you're, you're holding yourself back. And that's, right. that's the they're going to actually thing. put it in reverse. <laughs> yes, exactly. If fear's driving. It's going in reverse. So yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so you had mentioned earlier that your husband really inspires you, motivates you. Is there anything else that you want to add to that about oh, inspiration and motivation? You know, yeah, a little bit too. I, I feel like, I don't know. I, he really, the support that I have with him is amazing. I really, like, I, I really wish I could see myself the way he sees me yeah. and believes in me. He is, he is my greatest cheerleader. And it's, it's amazing to kind of share with him what's going on and like the growth here. I'm experiencing my business and you know, how it's just, it's exploding. It's like, what's happening. He's like, yeah, duh, duh. He's like, I, w- I knew this was happening. Why are, why are you shocked? Yeah. Yeah. And well, the funny thing is, is he's a realist. So I'm, I'm uh, usually the pie in the sky. Like, yeah. oh, everything's great and rainbows and unicorns. And he's like, he's the realist, but he's like the one going, do it. You've got this. Yeah. I mean, that's now awesome. I'm like, it's, it's wonderful. I think creating this connections with people is also what really motivates and inspires me too. It's like, finding people like, like you, Mandy, it's, yeah. you know, just kind of getting on each other's level and just kind of really just kind of leveling with you and just kind of going, I'm a real person too. Let's be friends. Let's just, you know, get to know one another. I'm sure yeah. we've got plenty of stuff in common, you know, and those connections are so powerful and so inspiring to just be like, okay, how, how, how else can I help you? And yeah. I love, even if I'm, even if a you know, our client doesn't choose to work with me. That's okay. Because it's like, I still want to, I want to support you. Let me know yeah. how I can cheer you on. It's we're all, all in right. this entrepreneurial space together. We're all in this planet together. Let's, let's work together. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm, we're all holding hands singing Kumbaya in my world, but <laughs> why not? <laughs> right. Well, and it just gives you more belief in humanity yes. and belief in the goodness of, in people's hearts that are it, there really is more good than evil, even though mm-hmm. we're lambasted with the evil all over the place because of media and because of, um, you know, yeah. that's what sells or that's what's sensational or whatever. I wish they would just be overwhelmed by like all the good things and let that be what sells. But because that's what sells me. That's what that's what I want to listen to. I want to listen to the people that are, you know, overcoming the people that are yes. facing struggles that are hard, but they're still coming out on the other end victoriously and a better, stronger person. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Agreed. Okay, that's a really good actually segue to the next question about a bit, any big obstacles that you have overcome in your life and how you've done that. Oh man. So this one, I just get the chills when we're talking, <laughs> we're yeah. talking, this is awesome. This one, this is a big one for me. So my dad was my rock. Yeah. He was my biggest cheerleader and he passed away when I was 25. And that really just, oh gosh, that, that broke me. If I've ever been broken, that was what did it. My biggest cheerleader is gone. I felt so lost. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I feel like he equipped me, but it wasn't enough. I wanted more time with him. And I, I think ultimately what I learned from that experience, because I'm a, I don't know. I I feel like I, I, I think probably a lot of us will try to do this too, is you just kind of like bottle it up, put on a strong face and you just keep going. Right. I wasn't handling that. I didn't grieve for a long time. I mean, it was like months and I, 
I don't know. It was like, I remember distinctly, it was February, 2007. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to deal with this. And I like fell on my knees in my apartment, like, and just bawled and got it out. Lost it, I really yeah. hope my neighbors didn't think that there was something bad going on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was just raw emotion and I had to get it out. And I think what I learned from that, it was faceless challenges, face them head on. And, yeah. and typically that's how I operate anyway, but this one was something that it was just, I didn't want to touch it. I, yeah. it, it hurt too much, too you know? much, it's too raw, way yeah. too much. So now I'm like, okay, if I can overcome that, that, that did break me, then I can overcome anything. And yeah. I got this. So I don't know. It's just a kind of challenges are a vehicle to become or an opportunity to become better versions of ourselves. And I think that that's kind of the overarching outcome that I took from that. Right. You know, whenever you filled out this questionnaire and about that, mm-hmm. and you said the whole world came crashing down around you. And that's, ex- those are the exact words that I have used multiple times whenever I've talked yep. about losing my dad when I was 28. So I was only three mm-hmm. years older than you. And yeah. And you're talking about now you can embrace challenges. And I, I was a person that had a huge struggle with any kind of change. So change is my that. challenge, you know? And so <laughs> yeah. I like, I would dig my heels in like, no, nothing can change. Cause that just that disrupts everything. And I don't know what to do mm-hmm. with that. You know? Well then when he passed, I was like, my whole world just came crashing down yeah. and I didn't have a choice, but to have to figure out how to operate in that huge change in my life. And so because of that, that's what I've been able, that's how I've been able to embrace change more and actually welcome it a little bit more in my life as years have gone by. And and that's probably why I was able to go ahead and take the leap of faith and quit my job last year, um, Mm -hmm. last June and start, start doing something that I enjoy, you know, and that's really fulfilling for me. And so, yeah. That's, anyway, yeah. but like I can totally, I totally relate to you. When I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, right mm-hmm. there in my heart. Cause I totally get you. <laughs> yep. And that was what, 15 years ago at this point for yeah. me. And I mean, I can remember just kind of, it felt so like I was in a void. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? It just, uh-huh. I was just, I didn't feel anything. Existing. And just purely existence. Yeah. Well, I went to a doctor and they put me on, I think it was Lexapro or something like that. And I remember yeah. being, I was like, I'm 25 years old. I don't want to be on this, you know, for the rest of my life. How can I get off of this? And I was like, oh, I got to face it. <laughs> yeah. And that that was like, okay, okay, I, I get it. So learned my lesson and just decided to take on even the ultimate challenge that was presented to me and so I always thought he was going to be there, you know, and I'm sure you can identify yeah. that. Yeah. So. I mean, you just don't think all no. the cliche things, all the cliche yes. sayings of like, that doesn't happen to my family. That can't happen to my dad. That can't happen to, you know, and yeah. that sounds really super uh, selfish and self-centered and it is, but like, that's yeah. the truth. That's, that's how you feel. It's like, wait a minute. No, this is not, this is not supposed to happen to my family. Not yeah. my dad. You know, this doesn't, what? No, I don't understand. You know? And I, yeah. I, for the longest time, you know, the why questions, just why, why this, why that, why this, why my, why my dad, why, you know, why now, why, 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 why. And finally I came to a point where I was just like, I, I'm exhausted just from asking why I can't ask why anymore. hundred percent. And so 
I, when I laid that down, that was another little milestone towards the yeah. healing process is I get, I'm not going to get the answers to all the questions and mm-hmm. you just have to be okay with that and be able to move on. But that's a, that's a hard one to really, to get is like, yeah. I was that, I don't know if I was an annoying child or the very curious child <laughs> who was asking why all the time. And my dad was the one who was, who would answer, like, give me genuine yeah. answers. It's like, okay, well, you already have the answer to that one. Let's think of a different question or something like, if right. you're really curious, I can show you and learn. And I mean, I learned so much, but it's like, okay, you get to a point where it's like, you're not going to understand the why behind it. Just, you have to trust it and move on and go. And it's like, okay, I feel, I feel empowered now at this point. It's like, once you get over that hump, you know, it's tough, but you get over that hump. It's yeah. And it takes different for everybody. And I actually have a friend who's currently going through it. She lost her dad last year. It's, Mm -hmm. It's been almost a year. So I've just been trying to be there for her this whole year as much as I possibly can to try to yeah. just support her because I know what it feels like, you know, and you just don't want anybody to go go through that. You don't want anybody to feel what you felt yes. or or even just not feeling when you're in that existing mode, you know. That's just, why I tell uh, my husband all the time. It's like, I don't, I hope you, I don't want you to feel the pain that I, if no. I, could, I feel like if I could stop that, f- stop you from experiencing that. Then, yeah. I mean. Like you don't wish that on anybody. Nobody. (laughs) All right. Let's do a little bit of a switcheroo here. Let's talk about any favorite books or podcasts or YouTube videos or anything like that. Oh, man. Okay. So if there's any fellow designers out there that are looking for guidance. So I feel like I'm a disciple of the futures Christo. Um, Amazing. Like all over the all over the YouTubes. (laughs) On the YouTubes. Um, He's on the YouTubes, the tubes of you yeah. and <laughs> teaching how like, okay. So in, so in college, like in, in web design, like art school, all of that stuff, they don't teach you business. They don't teach that stuff. Yeah, why is learning that? Website That's... design. And I don't understand that. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. So Christo is like bringing the gospel of, you know, business and translating it into ways that designers like me and others out there can really relate to and understand. And, and just get it. And, you know, it really just puts it all out there. And I love that. But then I kind of came across Shannon Mattern. Who, yes. Oh, man. Love her. Cool. Love her. Love she her. She has been such a godsend into my I know world. for me too. Yes. For me, she's the only reason why I have a website. I'll just say that. So did, okay, I, so I did her did DIY. DIY. Yes, I uh-huh. did her DIY website design. And now I've got somebody else helping me like maintain it and uh, tweak some things or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I've learned so much from her and I've purchased some of, and, well, the, that summit that we went to and yes. uh, she had in February, man, did I learn a lot from that. And I, I got the power pack thing or whatever it's called yeah. access, full access and stuff. And so I was so glad that was, that was money well spent. Cause that was a really, really good group of people to give us a lot of wisdom on. Exactly. So exactly. Someday yeah. I'm going to get the guts to like pitch, pitch to her to be on my web. I mean, on my uh, podcast. Oh yes. You should totally yeah. do it. Absolutely. She, uh, I, she did some podcast episodes about that. And uh, so I'm like, hmm, I could take that information and then <laughs> contact her. Yes. I might do that later. I don't know. You should, you totally should yeah, take totally the lead. Just do it where she could say is no. Right? That's true. Where she can yeah. say is no. And then maybe exactly. later, even though she said no, she might say yes 
later on too. So, you know, I think I'm in that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've learned so much from her. I'm in her web designer Academy. Yes. Love, love it. Like just being able to interact with her and just get her brain on my business has been, that's been what has really helped to move things, move that needle. Like it went from to me, me, me. I mean, (laughs) cool. That's awesome. She is a maze balls. She's absolutely yeah. maze balls. And and she what I love about her is she doesn't hold anything back. Like you get uh-uh. all of it. Like if she's got information she, out there to share, she's gonna share it. She's gonna share it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's so to, back to the whole authentic. She's so yes. her. And I love that, love that about her. And mm-hmm. and I love that she does her her monthly income report. Her monthly income reports. Thank you for the words. Okay, so anyway, Shannon Matter, yes. Yes. And then what else do you like to do? What, who, who else do you watch on, on the tubes? Okay. So again, back to the, the nerd, the nerd stuff. Yeah. So I, I watch Critical Role on YouTube. Gosh, I just, it's just a great way to kind of get, get into Tell my me imagination. About that. I don't know what that is. I so it's, so it's Dungeons and Dragons. Ah. <laughs> it's, it's watching people play Dungeons and Dragons. And I know that can be so snoozeville for some. <laughs> Like, I think I just fell asleep. You're like, I'm nodding <laughs> off right now, Barb. <laughs> just thinking about that. Okay. Makes me sleepy. Mandy, uh, you're snoring. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you like it, though. That's great. I do. But I also really, really love, like, I'm a super nerd. So Lord of the Rings, yeah. I can watch that. Like, especially if I if I feel a little down or if I just want to feel hope. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I put in Lord of the Rings. If I want to laugh, I watch Monty Python. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm such yeah. a super nerd. Like my husband and I, we had a medieval themed wedding to where I walked down the aisle to the Lord of the Rings music. He actually Sweet. had, we had Gandalf marry us. We yeah. had Gandalf That's was actually so fun. <laughs> it was crazy. It was so much fun. It was a true expression of both of our personalities. It was a blast. Like we, yeah. we even cut a coconut in half. And had Gandalf like clapping the coconuts, like in Monty Python, how they <laughs> ride the horses and or fake ride yes. the horses, you know. So my husband did, he did that. It was so great. It was super nerd. So that's hilarious. That reminds I me of a fantasy. friend of mine. Yeah, another friend of mine that I actually, uh, she's on one of my earlier episodes. Her wedding was themed like that, but there was like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and Star Wars yes. and all that. And like we, when they walked out, we ha- we all had these plastic lit up lightsabers and stuff like that. So she they walked underneath that. That was super cool. But that that's yeah, you guys are very that similar so in that. Awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was one of the coolest weddings I'd been to. It's it was a lot of fun. And they had had alpacas there too that were dressed up like little married oh couple. They were so cute. <laughs> they were adorable. I like, want an get the picture. Yeah, get the pictures with the alpacas, please. That They're is so cool. So cute. Oh yeah, we we even tapped into the Princess Bride. And, yeah, I and love had, the Princess Bride. Love the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah, we had Mowage. We had that whole thing. <laughs> and I mean, we're both '80s babies, so yes, like, it was funny. Like right before I came out, we did the whoa, whoa, here she comes. comes did a record yeah. scratch. Yeah, <laughs> play the right music for me. It was great. It was so oh, much fun. how fun. That's <laughs> super fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm an '80s. I was an '80s teen, so. What what year were you born? 80. Okay, 80. 1980. Okay. Yeah. I was born in 70, so I was like 
you know, I did the whole big poofy hair and all that jazz. Oh, yeah. That was my sister. So, my sister yeah. did the poofy hair. That was so much fun. It's like, I want to be like you. How do you get it so big? And Aquanette. Yes, ma'am. Aquanette. Like liquid cement right there. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you a n- night owl or a morning person? Oh my gosh. I am so a night owl. Yeah. So a night owl. Absolutely. If I, if, I mean, I could stay up three o'clock in the morning easily. Yeah. I get, that's where I get all my like inspiration. Your but, stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it's not really compatible with the real world. So but I'm you learning. can be flex. You can at least be flexible now that yes. you're hundred percent doing yes. your, your own thing. What exactly. time do you normally get up in the morning? I'm just curious. You know, it's usually about nine 30. Yeah. I, I get up a little bit earlier than that, but I do not get up with an alarm clock anymore. Like, nope, nope, nope. nope. There's a reason why they call it alarm because it's alarming. Oh, it's That's so not a jarring. positive thing at all. <laughs> exactly. Well, I know. So my husband, he works from home and actually since COVID, like they're like, just, just stay, stay at home. You're yeah. good. Nice. So he has to get up, but most of the time he can usually wake up on his own. I think he's usually up about, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock. And I'm like, don't yeah. wake me. Just yeah. Don't. Now my hungry little baby, my fur baby will wake me up sometimes, right. but you know, mom, it's biscuit time and start making biscuits right. <laughs> on my belly. And it's like, okay, how can okay, you be mad fine. at that? So you can't, <laughs> you really can't. No. <laughs> so when you do get up, what's your go-to beverage? coffee gosh i need i need my coffee right now i'm all about the cinnabon k-cup coffee yum we're getting a little bougie over here so (laughs) i miss starbucks i miss starbucks but so i figured out a way on amazon to get like some my own syrup so i like do a pump of syrup a little bit of sprinkle of cinnamon and then a little bit of cinnabon coffee i need to start adding adding some cinnamon to mine because i use almond milk creamer yes that's either usually vanilla or caramel, but if I could find something different, I would probably get that. Yeah. But yeah. I could throw yeah, some cinnamon helps. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, I, I top it off with a, a bit of uh, a bit of almond milk as well. It's, yeah. Yeah. I have to have, heaven. like I have to have stuff in it. I can't, can't do it if it's black or even <laughs> brown. It needs to be like pretty pale for me to be able yeah. to drink it. <laughs> I can actually do it pretty on a, on a big spectrum, but like, like, I mean, I can have it like black as black can be, but it's, if, if it's organic coffee, a hundred percent. Really? I can do that. Yeah. If you take, Oh, there's a big difference in that. Ah, I haven't ever noticed, but I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I should probably try that out and see if I, Give it see a if world, I can tell see what you think. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. What, let's talk about travel. How about that? I love travel. Where, yes. where do you like to travel to? I love, so Europe calls me all the time, and especially with like the travel ban, we can't go anywhere. So I'm dreaming of going back to Europe. Um, my husband yeah. and I started traveling the world when he's 17. In fact, he proposed to me, proposed to me in Venice. Oh my and, gosh. How oh, romantic no. is that? Oh, it's crazy because it was supposed to be a hundred percent rain chance that day and nothing, nothing, nothing. happened. Oh, so he, wow. oh, he, he was so stressed out trying to get that ring like <laughs> through yeah. TSA and not get busted and not have me not find out right, too, for but, you not yeah. to know. Yeah. So funny, but I love Italy and specifically Rome and even more specific yeah. than that. I love to go check out the Colosseum and then yeah. with your ticket to the Colosseum, you go, to, you can go into the Roman forum as well. 
Okay. This is where Caesar walked. And like, that is amazing to me. So I could go sit there and people watch for hours on end, eating some gelato in the Roman Forum. And I am like happy as a lark. And it's so much fun. That sounds fun. How many times have you been there? A couple, two, two times, Uh Two, two times, maybe. Yeah. It's been two times. Went to Paris in 2019. And yeah. See, I, I wasn't sure I was going to like Paris because it's, um, I'm a history. I love history uh-huh. and I love, I love just walking in other people's shoes, just really kind of getting to understand their culture. Uh-huh. I love their food. I bet. Yes. <laughs> Hello hips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's okay. But I love just kind of, I love history and kind of understanding, you know, where, where people came from and, and, you know, applies to their world and life right now. And I didn't think I was going to like Paris because it's kind of completely burned down a lot of it, you know, yeah. and rebuilt. I loved it. I love really? the passion of the European people and just in general, because it's like, oh man, this is wonderful. I feel like I could really be me. I feel like a muted version sometimes here in Texas, but um, <laughs> in Europe, it's like, okay, here we are. Let's be, let's be, um, I don't know, just walk with the, walk with the people and be as one of them and, their passion and vibrance is so inspiring. Yeah. Was everybody like, nice? Wanna... Were they friendly? Yes. And... Oh, good. 100. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the key there to really making it, you know, and not feeling like you're just a complete and total outsider, as long as you try. I mean, just, yeah. especially in France and in Italy, or I'm sorry, in, in Paris specifically, if you just, you know, bonjour, you know, just at least try. You, try. you don't know, you don't have to know all of the words. Heck, you don't even have to say them 100% right either. You probably, yeah, they probably no, would no. be like, nope, that's not right anyway. But that's not right. Yeah. Let me correct you and help you yeah. with that. Like, and, and be genuinely open to understand, you know, but yeah. I, I think, I think our, um, our Southern charm kind of helped a little bit too. Cause yeah. we went to this one restaurant, like uh, we went on this really great tour of a cathedral that's ancient. And then the, the tour guide was fantastic. We're like, where can we get some food to, I mean, like, I want to really try something. We tried steak tartare. Yeah. That's raw meat. That's like raw oh. meat. Oh, oh yeah. But it's seasoned and, yeah. but I didn't expect it to be cold. <laughs> that was Ooh. a bit surprising to me. I still ate it. I was like, that's okay. But anyway, we know so the flavor, like how did it taste though? Oh God, it tasted amazing. It's weird. Really? Like you, oh, I had to totally do like a, some mind work there. Like, okay. I bet. Get, oh, I'm a very picky eater. Oh, you are. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, it was just weird, but it was great. The flavor was great. I was like, don't worry about the cold. This is wonderful. And you've got these great fries next to it. Frites, I think is what they call them. And yeah. I don't know. It was funny because we go there. We're obviously, uh, obviously American. Right. Um, and the waitresses are just kind of, I mean, they're, they're prideful people. I mean, like, like, you know, they've got, they've got a, I don't know. Um, they just present themselves in a way that's just like, man. This is, this is great. It's almost, it can be intimidating. Yeah. But yeah. I think as long as you just kind of, you, know, tr- you try and you just kind of talk to them and kind of, they're like, oh, okay. They kind of let down that guard and they're like, oh, okay, right. you're cool. You're, you're all right. So, and that goes for anywhere we've been. I mean, just, just trying to understand and, you know, attempting, hopefully not butchering the language completely. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Europe is definitely on my bucket list. I would love to go tour Europe and uh, see. I'd like to go to Spain to see the castles. And I just want to go to different beaches and stuff. I love Mm -hmm. beach. I love the beach. 
I want to be there right now. Oklahoma does not have beaches like ocean beaches. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. lakes, but that's not. Been to many of the Oklahoma beaches in my youth. Yeah. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not that far from Oklahoma. So no. If you, um, what would you say to listeners that like, if they're thinking about their own business or starting one or not sure about it, what would you tell them to do? Take the leap. I say, do it, take the leap and something else too, because obviously if you're going into business for yourself, it's, you're going to have to sell, you know, and don't let that four letter word scare you because I think if you kind of shift your mind to thinking of it as you're here to help, if you're here to serve, at least that's what worked for me because I'm very service driven. I want to, I just, I just want to help, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I think if you kind of reframe it that way and just kind of looking at it as I have the ability to help you. And then, you know, here again, you kind of get in the shoes and the mindset of your ideal client, you can really understand how you can help. I think it kind of takes away, it doesn't feel like selling. It takes away the cringe factor, right. you know, yeah. so take the leap, do it. If that's something that you've been dreaming of and see if you like it, you know, yeah. there's a lot to learn. There's so much to learn, oh, right? There's so much to learn. <laughs> You're never done learning. No, you never stop. Never stop. No. And that's, I mean, that's okay. Cause as a teacher, you're like, we're lifelong learners. That's kind of one exactly. of our little things, but, exactly. but yeah, there's, there's always something to learn, always something new to, to jump in and it's hard to like sometimes just like shannon talks about chasing shiny objects you know all this all the the new things and the new software and this and that and whatever and it's like oh my gosh you have to stop yourself sometimes and go okay let's let's focus now i don't really need to look at that one yeah exactly yeah Yeah, and i I think also too is to connect reach out to people and and in a genuine fashion in a way that you know you're just like-minded people that's like that, that you're looking for those it's, it's amazing the connections like like i mean through shannon you and i met right right and i love your vibe and we're totally vibing you know yeah, and yeah um, it's the create the the connections that you create by just putting yourself out there putting yourself Hi. out there yeah and yeah. and you just kind of people will come people will come to you yeah whether they hire you or not that's that's one thing that's and that's that's actually fixable there are ways to fix that to where you know, they, they will hire you, but create those connections, reach out, um, yeah. create a support establishing, group with you. Yeah. Establishing relationships with people first and foremost is, mm-hmm. is really the best avenue for that. The best 100%. avenue for sales eventually, because you want mm-hmm. it to be organic. You want it to be natural. You want it to be, like we said earlier, authentic. You know, you want to be your, yes. your own self and present yourself as that way. And, and, uh, and then that's what people will be attracted to. So yeah, definitely. What is your vision for the next five years of your life? Oh, that husband of mine, I'm going to retire him. <laughs> I am so retiring him. So stressed out. Bless his heart. But also I would really like to create some sort of like fund or grants. And I don't yeah. know what this would look like, but, but to help women own small based businesses. Or, oh, that'd you know, be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. And just because it's a struggle sometimes to get started and to know where to get started. And maybe if you could just kind of come up with a fund or something to kind of just get you some coaching that can help with area a or area B or whatever it is that you feel like, you know, coaching is really, gosh, that's helpful. I I feel like just getting a funder grant to help women own small businesses would be 
that would be something that'd be super fun. That would be fun. And it feels like I would be like, yeah, that's the ultimate way to serve, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool. Look at you being all creative and stuff on the fly. (laughs) (laughs) By the seat of my pants. That's right. (laughs) Well, tell everybody how they could get in contact with you. Well, you can visit me on or at on the interwebs at infinitybrand.design. And uh, you can learn all about my services there. Um, I also have a little Facebook messenger that you can connect with me instantly if you have any questions or just want to say hi. Just just hit me up on Facebook. Yeah, that would be a great way. You can check into some of my services on that on that website as well. But you can also get some of my my musings in my blog. Some yeah, of my isms that come out. Isms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also on Instagram at, at Infinity Brand Design, all one word, all together. So come on awesome. over and say hi. I'd love to get to know you. Yes, do that. Make sure you guys contact her, and I will put all of those all of those contact places into into the show notes as well, so that you can click on them quickly and get to Barb and be able to talk to her and connect with her. So thank you so, so much for spending time with me today. I so appreciate it. And I've enjoyed this conversation so much. Same here. And I am going to let you go now, but we're going to, we're definitely going to keep in contact. So. Absolutely. Thank you so All much right. for this You're opportunity. welcome. Mandy. It's been a I, pleasure. I appreciate you so much for being here. If you are enjoying this podcast, then I'd love it if you would leave a rating or review if you're listening on a platform that gives you that option. You can also click the buy me a coffee link at the bottom of the show notes if you are so inclined to help with the cost of keeping this show going. Visit my website to learn more about how I can help you with dreaming big and figuring out what to display on your vision board. I have a free guide for you to get you started at mandysawyer.com. Also, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, check out Buzzsprout. It is the platform that I use and I love it. You can sign up for a three-month trial period at madeysawyer.com slash buzzsprout. That's my affiliate link. It just tells Buzzsprout that I sent you and we'll get you a $20 Amazon card if you end up signing up for a paid plan. So check it out. Have a fantastic day and remember to dream big and kick ass.